Hello once again, um, and welcome to Written by the Rest, the podcast that shows people how horrible it will be to exist before 1975. I'm here once again with my partner in crime and YouTuber, Sam Nicholson. Hello. Welcome. Um, so Sam, we learned last episode about Fletcher Christian and his part in leading the mutiny of the bounty. Um, so Sam, so far, what do you think? Who, who would you be siding with so far then? What... What sounds appealing to you? Are, you? are you hashtag Team Bly or hashtag Team Christian? I think I'm probably hashtag Team Christian at the minute. Oh, really? Um, Go on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I've, I've kind of just picked one, to be completely honest. Yeah, you, you like the idea of yeah. getting yourself to a tropical island? Yeah, I think if I was in that situation, it would be... I certainly wouldn't want to be on the ship. No, yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yes, so they ended up on a, a 23... Three foot launch. Yes. Yeah. Twenty three foot launch. It, I said it was a schooner in the last episode. It wasn't a schooner. Oh, I don't okay. know where the hell I got right. that from. Um, but yeah. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what happened next, and we're going to talk about the birth of Pitcairn as as a as a colony. Um, so William Bly uh, and his eighteen crew members left adrift on the twenty three foot launch, mm-hmm. not the schooner. Um, but look, you know, we're going to skip a lot of story here. It's worth mentioning, like. It, the journey of, of Bly and his way home was actually quite interesting, yeah. but I'll be honest with you, that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, we want the juicy yeah. stuff, don't we? We want the juicy stuff. We want Pitcairn, we want, we want Christian, and, you know, what happened next yeah. there. So that's fine. So basically, you know, spoiler alert, but they, they found their way home. So Bly ended up with his that? crew, uh, what was left of his crew, and they ended up in Timor, um, or modern-day Timor. It, it was called something different, I think, back then. <laughs> right, <yeah. clears throat> Um, they ended up into more. Um, he did, like I say, lost a few men on the way. Unfortunately, um, I think they ended up landing on an island where they got attacked by the locals. Right. Um, <laughs> and a few people just ended up, unfortunately, dying from the journey. Okay. But look, look, give the guys due. He travelled three thousand odd miles with nothing but a you know a pocket full of dreams. Yeah, he did okay. He did well. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll give him his dues there. Now, Christian's trip altogether was a little bit more haphazard. So, yeah, he didn't really plan that far ahead, I imagine. Right, uh, yeah. You know... It makes sense. <clears throat> you probably didn't think it'd work. You, do, you, you wouldn't think you'd get that far. You're like, I'm going to mutiny. It's like Obama running for president. He's yeah. like, what the fuck do I do now? What do I do now? So he, <laughs> he, got, he, got, his, he got his ship, obviously. He, he, he kicked, kicked Bly off it. Um, and, yeah, he was left with a crew of about 18 uh, crew members, uh, 18 mutineers. Okay. Um, not all of them necessarily voluntary. I think they ended up keeping back about four that were actually with Bly, but they needed their expertise and their skills. Right, so prisoners, effectively. Pretty much, yeah. The, the, pro- <laughs> the problem is, though, mutineers were... Like I said, the British were very tough on mutineers mm-hmm. anyway. These people actually did end up, I think, still getting punished. They went to trial. Right. I don't think they got uh, hung or they got killed or anything like okay. that. Um, but yeah, not, not ideal. No, like, it's not what you want. I it? didn't even want to be here. Yeah, I didn't even want to be here. Um, so what they did next is they they headed back to Tahiti. Um, sure. They uh, they headed back to Tahiti. Um, Christian and the crew stayed there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, assuming they did get home and get back to Britain, it's going to be a long time before they even get tracked again. Uh, he actually married a chief's daughter. Okay, Christian did, but as you do, yeah, why not? Married himself a chief's daughter, and I think at that point that's when they kind of realised that 
really they, they can't stay here uh, they, they need to kind of set sail again yes. so on the 16th of June 1789 um, they began and, and they set sail again because presumably at some point more British Navy would come to Tahiti and find them right? yes in fact again spoiler alert but that does happen and when Bly gets back it's one of the first things he does is he says like we need to get these yeah, guys it's not an unreasonable it, thing to do is yeah, it if, if you've you, been mutineered on if you kicked me off my boat I'd be like, no, I'm getting my boat back. I'm going to get another boat. I'm, I'm going to go and buy my boat. I'm going to go to the Brit- British and get myself a boat and <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down. Um, but yeah, so uh, initially you did actually drop off some of the crew at Tahiti. Some of them wanted to stay there. Okay. Um, for whatever reason. Um, I imagine, that, like I say, some of them did take up um, partners. Um, so they yeah. had wives. And I think some of them even ended up having kids. Okay. So that I think it was safe Try to say to someone make a life. Say, yeah, make a life. And I don't know if they'd know that that would be like an issue ultimately mm-hmm. you'd think they would but yeah it's not yeah. But yeah mutinies were like I say few and far between anyway yeah there isn't really a handbook for it is there no, not really no, no. yeah my first mutiny yeah. yeah they didn't have the book <laughs> my first mutiny the anarchist guide to mutinies <laughs> but all said and done there were there were nine mutineers uh, bounty mutineers left um, what they ended up doing is they they convinced some Tahitians to join them right. um, there are a few stories about how this went on um, one yeah, of them we're talking convinced <laughs> as in how we would convince somebody or convinced as in how you would do it at that point yeah lying basically yeah. so I, I, I did hear something and I don't have the source so apologies um, everyone but uh, there was some promise that they, they were going to go and visit Captain, Hook, uh, Captain Cook Okay, Captain Hook. That's a different story. That's a different story for a different day. They went to to they basically kind of wax lyrical, saying, "Yeah, yeah, we you know we're gonna meet Captain Cook and we're gonna be doing X, Y, and Z." Right. I don't know the full story, yeah. but you get the idea. They they <clears throat> there's a theory that they sold it on a lie, but then again, like I say, people were partnered up, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in total, there was nine beauty, nine bounty mutineers, six Tahitian men, and eleven Tahitian women. Um, they headed east. Um, now, Christine, like I say, was stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place here. He can't go back home. Mm-hmm. He can't stay on Tahiti. Um, if he was caught, he'd be tried and likely sentenced to death for mutiny. It, yeah. was, it was a capital offence. Um, so exactly you know, where you go from here is a bit of a... Mm, uh, so they start looking for a new home. Um, Christian was looking through Bly's library and found a reference to Pitcairn Island. Um, but it was incorrectly charted. So Pitcairn, at this point, had been discovered, right. um, but it hadn't been appropriately charted. So th- this is kind of a thing of the time. What would happen is you would see a, 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 an island or a, a new continent or whatever it might be, yeah. and you'd, you'd say, you know, like Land Hoy or something, um, and they would chart it from a distance. Now, obviously, because of the time, because of the fact that people were probably lazy or not very good at jobs, yeah. or for whatever other reason, uh, islands would go missing. So Pitcairn was one of those islands. Okay. It wasn't. So we knew it was sort of over there somewhere. It's yeah. It's in it's in yeah. the ocean. It's in the ocean between Tahiti and Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in the Pacific somewhere in the ether. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go and find it. So yeah, so uh, this is one of the things they thought. Right, this is perfect. Yeah. and you would think you know this will be something they'll quite easily find. Um, unfortunately. They didn't. It took about two months for them to to find um, <laughs> to find Pitcairn wow. before they even sighted it. So on paper, they found the perfect settlement. It was far out. It's over three thousand miles away um, from New Zealand alone. Okay. Uh, it's really far away. Um, it, and, and basically, due to the fact that it's got a rocky coastline, it's got cliffs, it's, it's essentially a natural fortress. Yeah. So, on, again, on paper, this is a perfect place. Good to, place to, to hold up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and also, 
there's no locals. So no vicious tribes, no no people to have to fight and kill yeah. <laughs> to, to, to maintain and, and, and hold this place. It was empty. I, I won't go into the history of Pitcairn pre-European settlement, but th- there were some Polynesian um, kind of settlements right, probably okay. a few hundred years ago. I think that there's evidence of it. But they'd left by this point. They'd left yeah. for whatever reason, resources, mm-hmm. hunger, death, whatever it might be. They, they weren't there anymore. Um, so yeah, like... Basically, a little history of Pitcairn before that was not much. Right. It, was ju- it was just some settlers. So, Sam, a mixed-race community in the 18th century, everything's going to be fine, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming not. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be sat here talking about it. No. Um... <laughs> that would be a very short podcast. What yeah. we in eight minutes? And everybody lived there happily ever after. <laughs> Everyone lived there happily ever after. There's nothing else to report. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I know I know a bits and bobs, and I, and I should say when I said I was Team Christian earlier, I was trying to do that based on the information that I had. Yeah, based on the podcast at that point, just mm-hmm. to clarify. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that that makes that makes sense. So what they did is they, they landed, or did the best version of landing, mm-hmm. because of the way Pitcairn set up, there's a lot of rocky outcrops. You can't just rock up a boat and get out. You kind of have to take smaller boats. Mm-hmm. So they, they landed, and the first thing they did was they divided up farming land plots. So there was right. some quite good soil for, for farming. Um, and they ended up... So keep just take a step back. There was nine mutineers. Mm-hmm. Okay, Guess how many plots were divvied out? Nine? Mike, ding, ding, ding. Yes, <laughs> there were nine plots. I, I don't know why I say it so quizzically. <laughs> so, yeah, there was nine plots for them to work. And as you guessed it, yeah, the Tahitians got absolutely zero. Yeah. Um, essentially, they were expected to serve. Yeah, I, I, I presumed as much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were expected to serve. They were treated, as you can imagine, quite poorly, as, as you, you know, if you're being expected to serve, you're being treated as a lower caste, essentially. Yeah. So, can we begin to see what might be happening here, Sam? We're thousands of miles away from civilization or any form of modern civilization. Yeah. We're competing for somewhat limited and unfairly split resources mm-hmm. where literally nobody's watching you. Let's not forget that racial tension. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen next? I mean, it's not a recipe for a, for a rom-com, is it? It's, um, no. This isn't going to be Love It's going to be quite dark, I'd mm. imagine. I mean, Love Actually has its dark moments, but... Yeah. We'll um, make a podcast about that. We we're do. coming up to Christmas. Yeah. We'll do the, we'll do the dark history of Love Actually. <laughs> so I'm expecting, as you said, lots of tension. Um, fisticuffs. You, you, you're, you're, a little, you're being quite conservative. I there. am being quite conservative. They started killing each other, yeah. Sam. Of course they did. They started killing each other. Um, and we all thought it was going to be, you know, fun amongst traitors. Mm. Um, now, there's there's plenty of story here, but I want to kind of set a scene. Um, they, they, yes, they go ahead and start killing each other. Yeah. There's a variety of different ways this goes on, and this goes on for years. Um, and essentially, up to probably about a decade. Mm-hmm. So they end up discovering forms, ways to make alcohol. Um, so you can imagine that's adding that, to that recipe. That yeah, oh God, no. Um, in fact, a few, I think a few people ended up killing themselves. They fought over women. Oh. Um, so what happened, because there was so many more Tahitian women versus Tahitian men, uh, the, the mutineers took up wives. Mm-hmm. And essentially, and I'm, I'm quoting from what I've read here, they, the rest um, went to the Tahitian men. So essentially there were six Tahitian men, I think to about three Tahitian women so uh, I bet there was lots of fun for those Tahitian women 
Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but essentially after this decade or so of, of back and forth killings, um, there's pretty much only one guy left by 1800, and it's a chap called Adams. Um, basically all of the 15 men by 1800, John Adams was the only, ab uh, the only man left. He was an able seaman. Right. Um, he, he was the only guy guy left kind of looking after things. Um, and he ended up living till about 1829. Okay. So he died quite old. Uh, yeah. I think he lived into his late 50s, early 60s, which for 18th century is pretty darn good. Yeah, for, and to live on an island where people are continually murdering each other. Yeah. He's, he's done pretty well to live out there, hasn't he? Yeah, it's not bad. To say yeah. you're on a tropical island in the arse end of, at the moment, the world, and to some extent still now, yeah. you've done well. <clears throat> um, there's... The problem is with the history at this point is it's hard to pin down because obviously they were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They didn't really record much history. Um, Adams was known to tell stories to passing ships, so they obviously had visitors from okay. time to time. Yeah. Um, they were never found, as you can imagine, at this point. Um, so, yeah, John, John Adams was the one kind of spreading the, the stories, and they're all very different. So yeah, exactly. one story has Christian, our, our protagonist in this. He was apparently killed by a Tahitian man while he was working his land. Right. But then there's other stories that he killed himself. Then there's other stories. Uh, there was one conspiracy theory I read somewhere that um, he actually made it back to England. Right, okay. He somehow got onto some sort of whaling ship and yeah. he headed back to England <coughs> and he was in plenty yeah, As you do. Well, yeah. to be fair, like, it not been completely difficult, would it? believable, no. you know. Um, there was no passport at that point, was there? <clears throat> no. But, um, yeah, his, his burial site was never found. Um, like I say, there's, there's been a few theories, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> so, Adams took up the mantle of leader of the island. With Christian long dead, he ended up converting to Christianity. Right. So, after all this killing for a decade settled down, <laughs> Adams basically got the Bible. Um, so, what was he before? Just, just yeah. nothing. Was I he? Mean, he might have been a Christian, but, you know, you know, like me and you are... Christians. Yeah, like um, Christmas Christians. Christmas Christians, yeah. yeah. So they, they ended up kind of converting, the right, obviously Tahitians, might have been Christians actually, Europeans typically brought religion. Yeah, not, not sure. To brought religion. And that's kind of how he, and again I'm, I'm sticking to the story a bit here, that's kind of how he brought peace to the island. It was pretty much oh, him. There's nobody else left. No, it was just him <laughs> and, a, and a bunch of kids, I've got it written down somewhere, but it was just him left it, because so, like I say, he, he took up that mantle. Um so he, he, yeah, he taught yeah. everyone to read. So he, everyone's dead, and this guy claims that he's brought peace to the island through Christianity. Pr pretty much, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's just how it always works. And again, everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> so at this point, um, like, yeah, we, we've got twenty-four children on the island, and Adams, and, and probably some some women that were left as well, Tahitian women, I suspect. Mm -hmm. um, so th this is also the point that the island starts to take on some myth and some legend. Yeah. So. I'm going to go through a brief timeline in a moment, but there's not really many kind of ships passing by. They, they get, obviously, whalers. They get people who, who are just literally in the neighbourhood, as yeah, it were. Yeah. And they trade, and they get bits and bobs given to them. And okay. this is where they, they start building up that story. And, it, and it's mystery. And it's, it's like the Wild West, which, mm. ironically, is going on at a, roughly the same sort of time, um, you know, the early 19th century. Yeah. Um, people start to think this is a pretty cool story. And, and actually, there's... there's one uh, one thing I read up that Queen Victoria sent them essentially a care package. Keep in mind they were mutineers twenty odd years before this. I mean, did they did they know that they were mut the mutineers on the island? Did they yeah. did they know the link? 
Yeah, so uh, again, I'm skipping here, but pretty much they, they got let off the hook. Right. In the end. Okay. There was no point in... This was many, many years later. Again, we were fighting the French. So 19th century. So we had bigger fish to yeah, fry. we were busy. We had India. We had, you know, we had an empire to maintain, Sam. Lots we, we of, can't lots be, of atrocities <clears throat> to commit. We had atrocities to commit elsewhere, thank you very much. We, we don't have time for an island full of 24 kids and a... You know, we've got you know, a slave trade to run. Yeah. So there's a big story to tell here. The people took it in, um, like the stories of the cowboys and Indians happening the same sort of time. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to do a little bit of a, a, a kind of timeline. There's, there's okay. lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, th- th- like, for example, the, the colonists actually leave at one point. I think they go to Norfolk Island. Then they come back. Then they leave again. Then they come back again. Um, there was another shipwreck that went on the island. Right. Like, there's lots of stuff. And I'd, I'd implore anyone to, to please read into this. But we're, this is not what we're here for. It yeah. is this. Whistle, so I'm gonna, whistle stop tour time. Yeah, I'm going to do a bit of a whistle stop tour. Do some times here. So... Um, Let's skip ahead. So John Adams dies in 1829. Okay. Um, obviously, we've got descendants now. We've got a functioning society, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's uh, going to get ho- probably horribly inbred at some point. Um, <laughs> but we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on that later. Um, so, yeah, uh, around the end of the 19th century, um, we end up getting um, Seventh-day Adventists. Right. Um, they're a branch of Christianity. Do you know anything about Seventh-day? I don't. There used to actually be a church where I lived in, in Bullwell. Right, okay. I used to live in Nottingham, Bullwell. Are they one of the weird ones, or are they one of the okay ones? Um, think best way to describe them is they are the end-of-the-world type Christianity. So, so quite weird. Kind of weird, yeah. yeah. I'd say that there are worse ones out there. I don't okay. think they're very culty. I could be wrong. I don't know a lot about, about them, to be honest. All I know is that they're, they're, they're a branch of Christianity. I think they started in the US. Um, apocalypse cult. Right. Um, like I said, they've got a reasonable following. Um, John Kellogg was famously a member. You know John Kellogg, the guy who hated people touching themselves? Yeah, yeah that guy fucking loved the Adventists. What a surprise. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah, John Kellogg helped, hated people touching their genitals, loved Seventh-day Adventists. Um, but yeah, 1914, um, the Panama Canal opened. So this increased visitors further to the island, as you can imagine. It's a bit of a stop off for the islands, and they, they kind of this is another way they ended up building up trade as well. Okay. So they started exchanging souvenirs, um, like exchanging goods that they built because they had breadfruit. Remember? Yeah. So they had breadfruit to exchange. They yeah. they were farming. They they had, and again they had the story as well. So they were trading stories, and this helped kind of maintain their economy to some extent. And things like yeah. um, building souvenirs is something they do literally to this day. Wow. So okay. if ships come by, they built like little. They'll build like little um, copies of the bounty made out of banana leaves or something. They'll, right. It's it's a way they make money to this day. Um, so you can see here there's now a little little more about the world that began to view Pitcairn as well. And again, their legend continues to grow. Like we've talked about it already, but mm. movies were made, plays yeah. were made. It was talked about on radio, all sorts of things. Um, so the stage is set. They're isolated. They have a legend, a story on their side, and they're God-fearing folk. Have I mean, basically no crime rate, and they're pretty comfortable managing their own affairs. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. It sounds like the beginning of a Stephen King book. That's yeah. that's kind of how messed up it is to think about. Yeah. Because they're under nobody or nobody's authority. Aren't they? No. Well, they, they they fall under they, again. They become a British dependency. I think about eighteen fifty. I might have that date yeah. wrong, but they become a British dependency. Um, that's obviously. I assume it's communicated to them. I don't know if they got a letter. Possibly, yeah. Someone just came up and just went, yeah, this is ours now. But you can do what you want. So they did, they have loose followings of things like British law. Yeah. But again, we'll find out later. Did they use the pound? 
I don't think so. I, you know what? I don't know. Pickernian dollar? The pick, I bet it's dollars or something. I, it's dollars, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised with the area. But yeah, no, they, um, again, I, I won't go into too much detail, but like, again, as they as they develop and they become a little bit more of a modern nation, mm. they end up um, selling stamps. That's a really good way that they make money. Nice. Um, silly, silly things Absolute they do. Playing cards with the pick kernel islands on. Yeah, like that, but funnily enough, things like the, the stamps, for example, yeah. like stamp collectors, especially in the 19th and late 19th, early 20th century when people were sending letters. Mm. Pretty good collector's item. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much kind of brought us up to modern day. I'm not, I, again, there's, there's stuff that's happened uh, before that, but mm-hmm. we're kind of setting a stage here. So what we're going to talk about on the next episode is the modern day. And what we're going to do is we're going to start from the year 1999, all the way back in the 90s, very Sam. Modern, very modern. Very modern. And yeah, we're going to start talking about essentially the unearthing mm-hmm. of the, the crimes of the Pitcairn Islands. Yeah. Yeah, I know a little bit about this. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. Um, hell of a ride. <laughs> Sam, do you have any pluggables? I do have a pluggable, once again, uh, my YouTube channel, Sammy Shares. I've actually got a new video talking about Ancient Apocalypse and how it's so full of shit at the minute, so check that mm. out. That sounds good. I've seen it already. It is, it's very entertaining okay. and it is very full of shit. It's not not your video. Yeah, not the video. The show. The, yeah. Um, okay. I'll always tell you if your videos are full oh, of shit. I expect nothing uh, less. <laughs> Well, thanks very much for having us. Um, I'm Paul Watson, your host, um, with my partner in crime, Sam Nicholson, and we will see you next time.